welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Podcast with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. This week, we're going to focus on trust and reputation, in particular when potential data breaches are exposed on social media. It's been quite an interesting week this week, has it not, Regina? Yeah, particularly this morning. It's all kicked off on the Twitter sphere. But let's, let's take a step back to earlier this week, where, when you messaged me and said, look at this picture, Kelly, on Twitter, I might add, that had a, a picture of some bin bags. And you might think that's not a problem. But what was the issue with these bin bags outside of this building, Regina? Yeah, so it was quite an interesting tweet that caught my attention. So a chap tweeted, best thing about Wednesdays. So this is a question. And then with a photo, attack the law firm around the corner puts out its papers and i can fill up my notebook with story ideas so the individual concerned is a, a editor in chief of a publication and uh, when you look at the photo there's a significant pile of paperwork in what look like yellow confidential waste bags but they're just tied up so no no security there there's a shoe bag filled with client files what look like client files there's no kind of consideration has been given at all it would appear to the contents of said bags and the fact that anybody passing by could go that looks interesting you know as this individual's pointed out i mean his hashtags are quite funny support journalists say no to shredders say <laughs> no to shredders I love that. <laughs> but it's um, you know it's that kind of there's it's just wrong i mean i think there's very clear rules and regulations particularly for law firms and they're monitored by the not just the information commissioner's office when it comes to their compliance with data protection but for all of their regulatory compliance they have to report through to the solicitor's regulatory authority and they would get slapped massively hard over the wrist for this kind of breach because the potential of anybody walking past you know there's no indication about where this is so I'm not sure that it well maybe some people locally might know where this is if they see that type of thing walking around and probably journalists one worry but you know potentially thieves people criminals who want to get information about individuals to blackmail them you know if it's depending where it's based if it's london based you may have some high profile individuals part of that or anywhere really you know people the type of people law firms could be dealing with could be high profile but even if you're not you've still got that right to privacy and confidentiality which is utmost in a law firm with the types of cases they're dealing with and to just have it sitting idly on the pavement for god knows how long to picked up by and it's that they look like entire case files they do so so you know, you could have our, you're, we're not just talking about name and email address here. We're, we're talking about all the matters that relate to that particular individual, which could be highly sensitive information. It, like I said, it could relate to criminal matters, could be as simple as, you know, a conveyancing issue with someone selling their house, but you've still got financial details. You, know, you just don't know. And I think to me, the interesting thing about this is that's gone on to social media. Like you said, someone might be able to know exactly who that is. They might then be able to say, oh, I think that's my law firm and raise a complaint. So I routinely get asked, and I know you do as well, is, well, you know, we're too small. We're never going to get fined by the information commissioner. And I'm like, well, you may never get fined because the commissioner may not want to pursue that particular matter. But if it was, it'd be up to two years but that that's instantaneous that mm. on social media that's people might know who you are you know that will potentially hit your bottom line if people realize that you are not a trustworthy organization and like you said as a law firm they could also get complaints made to the sra about this so it's massively damaging to their reputation and anyone's trust in them 
Absolutely. And I think for any organisation, you want to be able to know that they're going to handle and treat the data that they have about you respectfully, appropriately, securely. But there's certain organisations and certain types of industries where it's paramount. Something like a law firm, you want to know they are absolutely top notch with the way that they handle and deal with your data right through to the point of disposal. It's And I think that's potentially an area where, where again, organisations may not necessarily realise that destruction of data is just as much a part of that whole data protection consideration and how you do it so that it's done appropriately, securely in a way that whilst you're destroying it doesn't put the data at risk is absolutely part of it. And so leaving it you know, tied up in bags on the pavement is not appropriate for that level of sensitivity. And, you know, we've heard other stories, you know, companies moving you know and records get left behind you know within medical records client files you know it's like we don't need these anymore we'll just leave them here the people moving in don't need to see that they don't have any right to see it your customers haven't deserved to have their data left available for other people who knows who to access and what use and and then you're trusting somebody else to get rid of it and kind of do the right thing because you haven't been bothered and it's a really important part of of considering how you comply with that data protection part of the process yeah no I absolutely agree and you know as much as I said you might not get fined companies have been penalized and it's not just paper records you know people have dumped entire Mm. computers in skips you know I won't name the trust but (laughs) you know it has happened so for me it's the even though we're in a pandemic you know and there haven't been that many fines from the information commissioner you still have an absolute responsibility from the beginning that you start collecting that data to the point where you're no longer needing to collect it that you destroy it appropriately whether that be shredding it you know burning it which I know some people uh or literally getting it properly crushed but don't leave it outside your premises because you just don't know who's going to walk past and like I said me and you if we were their customers or their clients we don't deserve our information to be mistreated like that no and I think it's it's just wrong yeah, yeah absolutely and the other thing to think about is how you're storing data internally when it's ready to be got rid of yeah. so you know at the point you know if you're putting whilst you can think internally in your office information can be secure you still have to be aware that other people might obviously pre-pandemic be visiting so you know just having an open confidential waste bag completely negates the point of the confidential waste bag you either filling that from locked drawers and then immediately giving it over to the confidential waste company or shredding yeah. it however that's working but if you're building it up over time have them in locked drawers you know special confidential Bins, waste units yeah. to make sure that the waste is that the data that's ready to be shredded is still secure until the point it actually is you're not just leaving it lying around for visitors somebody to take the bag you know people wandering around or others that come into the building you never know what people will do with that data and where they see benefit they're tempted to access it and use it which is a really nice segue into the next story that we want to talk about and that is matt hancock regardless of your political opinions of any MPs has been caught apparently having an affair with his aide and what I want to cover is the photos that have been captured and shared via the CCTV camera within a government building that you may argue it's in the public interest because we are paying the public purse is paying for these individuals to be in post. However, from a, if we take this from a data protection perspective, and yes, there is a public interest element in data protection, an individual within an organisation has had access to the CCTV for a very clear purpose of security and and, and potentially for theft and has accessed that, has seen something such as the incident that's happened with Matt Hancock, cut it, 
and shared it. Now, that to me, I have an issue with because as a member of staff, you have a particular set of responsibilities. Now, you may feel that this comes under whistleblowing and that it's your absolute right to disclose this. However, that's not the purpose of the CCTV. And it's certainly not the purpose of sending it to the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so for me, it's that automatically for me, I look at that and say, do they know what they're doing is wrong? You know, have you... The, the, the individual access to the, the individual, CCTV rather yes, than... Yes, absolutely. The head, uh, in the image. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The affair, I don't agree with at all in any shape or form. But the fact that someone has accessed the CCTV for anything other than the what has been defined as their purpose has then decided to share that. Again, that would not have been um, agreed when they were assessing CCTV. And this has then subsequently been exposed. And this is not the first time that people have used their privilege to access information for additional purposes. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today and the kind of the impact on that because you now look at it and say well okay who else is potentially spying on us you know so I guess just playing devil's advocate a little bit nice. here obviously part of CCTV is that there will be notices around I'll give I'll assume that you know it's Department of Health they have a privacy notice that would have been an indicator yep. to all staff about the fact there is CCTV within the office space the individuals involved will have been aware of the fact they are being monitored and recorded and given the position of you know the health secretary should there have been an awareness of the fact that there could be an interest there could be somebody watching there's likely to be somebody watching and therefore they could be at risk of being exposed in this way and the fact that given it was in work time on government property whatever about during the pandemic should there have been that recognition from an individual perspective that there was a risk that they could be exposed to this behavior no for sure i think you know if you are aware that monitoring happened you may believe that you're going to be captured onto camera i suppose the question is if you know it happens how front of mind is Mm. it that that's actively happening even though you might see the notice you might not register what that means and you right there's definitely a responsibility on behalf of the individual who is captured in there in that and so true but for me it's still that you know it's still been misused and they could have gone around the corner they could have hidden a cupboard you know or, or, <laughs> or whatever people do in that kind of situation but <laughs> i know illicit affairs please don't take this as any kind of guide because hey what do i know but for me i, I think it's that realization that you know you are being monitored and I think that's why there's so much interest at the moment in kind of employee monitoring where are you going to place the cameras how are they going to be used you know will they have trust you know because you know Matt Hancock may be of the opinion that his privacy has been invaded and because that's not what the purpose of that CCTV is so if I want to take it from that perspective I may want to or I take it on perspective of the Department of Health you know they might now get closer scrutiny to say well if you're doing it to Matt Hancock who else are you potentially looking at more regularly can I trust you as my employer to be only doing it for this particular purpose and that's where I think we get into a little bit of murky waters it's it's difficult to draw the line isn't it I think yeah. there's that temptation you know CCTV is often introduced for the purposes of crime prevention security mm. you know and obviously these type of places you know these type of offices that with government ministers frequent all the time CCTV is going to arguably be a necessary thing to ensure that security is maintained, they're not at risk, they're likely to be a target, so absolutely. 
but it's then you know what other have any other purposes been defined uh, out of it being brought in in terms of you know I think we've seen it with a couple of the other examples we've used earlier in the year particularly in Germany with the monitoring of employees gets taken beyond the point that it was originally introduced for so yeah. you start then looking at seeing on oh well so and so is not at their desk very much so it's now being used as a performance issue or spending 20 minutes longer in the canteen than they should be so you know and then suddenly it's moving from security to employee behavior and where's the line where's the line and I suppose the other question is with this obviously they've been you know whoever's released it has indicated you know I think they've been labeled as a whistleblower within Mm -hmm. the articles and again so where's the line and you know would if this had been a you know an anonymous civil servant within the department of health with you know somebody that a colleague would that have just not even it wouldn't have had that public interest element to it so the individual who's seen it would have just thought it's a bit of office gossip but that's it whereas because of the status of the individuals involved because you know she's on the the board of the department of health as a non-exec director there's then that that concept of public interest and actually i think the uh, an interesting point to think about is would this um would that have even crossed the individual's mind or like you said have they just seen something that's a bit of juicy gossip involving a prominent profile person that they can then release for their own benefit for some money from the sun but we uh, have been chatting about that for quite some time now so it's a really good discussion and some interesting points that have have been raised and we'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on it on the topic so if you want to let us know what your thoughts are on the 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 cctv issue then do get in touch with us on coffee at dbxuk.com if any of the issues we've discussed today around data retention data disposal have highlighted concerns for you or your business we do have training courses for handling personal data and sharing personal data both of which are now available on demand which is super exciting and then we also have a course on how to conduct a data protection impact assessment so if you are thinking of introducing cctv you can comprehensively consider the data protection implications of that do take a look at our website for more information which is www.dbxuk.com and then join us next week on the data rockstars coffee podcast for more chat about data and data protection Thank you very much for listening.